This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. What about Erling Haaland? By March, he'd scored six hat-tricks in all competitions, which is more than every other player in the Premier League combined. My point is, could he be more involved? No, is Pep actually getting the best out of him? I'd say so, yeah. <laughs> Statman Dave, when will Haaland peak? Haaland will peak at around 27, 28, when he fully fills out onto his body. Now move to Real Madrid. This is where Haaland peaks with Kylian Mbappe up front in a 4-4-2 diamond. I'm so precise. What a pervert. <laughs> what a stat pervert you are. Hello and welcome back to that Peter Crouch podcast with me, Peter Crouch, uh, Chris Stark and Statman Dave are with me as usual. Uh, is everyone okay? Uh, Very good. Yeah, decent. Good. Uh, well, what else on a stag do last weekend? So it's You've taken me a few days. You've Dave, haven't you? It, Jesus Christ. It's starting to kick off. It, you know, you can't do the 4am the jobs anymore and live a, live a real life. So I'm going to have to reel it in. Are you evaluating? Is that why I've seen? I've noticed you're on the 0%. Yeah, a little 0% for today. Uh, been exercising a lot this week, but basically sweating out all the booze. So I'm hoping that this weekend I can come back stronger mm. be eat some greens be healthy and just be a person again you do you know what I mean you are more of a socialite than um, me or Pete though it's interesting isn't it you've turned into this sort of um, <laughs> Kardashian I yeah, guess yeah. I, it's the life of a single man isn't it you know? <laughs> it was the Kardashian who went out with one of them that uh, when with Statman no <laughs> no didn't he no the fella that went didn't he just go rogue and like he broke up with one Oh, was what? that Lord... Was that the... I, you see, I'm not fully across the Kardashian game. Um, yeah. But there was Lord, Lord. Dizik, wasn't That's there? the one, Dizik. Yeah, yeah. You're like Dizik. What's his name? Scott Dizik. Statman Dizik. <laughs> <laughs> I am doing a bit of a Scott at the moment. But if it gets too much, lads, do step in and say, look, Dave, come nah, on. It's not too much. It's down. great that one of us is always active on the social scene. I mean... The thing is, this podcast, I guess, are you finding you get more attention on, on nights out now? Are you being packed as you walk into Nobu or like, what's... what's packed in Nobu? What's, what's, yeah, tell us how you, life's you, changed since joining the podcast, Dave. It's strange. I need to wear a pair of dark sunglasses and a hat. Obviously, Crouchy's shown us how to do it many times. But sometimes when you just go into a vodka revs in the middle of town, you're expecting nobody to know. It's, you know, it's people coming up, it's photos. It, it has changed my life and I've been probably taking that a bit too far, really. It is funny because I told you about Dave coming along to one of uh, a place I was DJing and it's just funny hearing people go, stop, man. Mm. Stop, man. Like, really? it's just a bizarre word to hear mm. being shouted as if it's like... But you know, you a are a celebrity in your own field. Like, <laughs> yeah. in, in all, like, it wasn't just the podcast, was it? Obviously, the stats were, were big before. Well, Dave's you know? making stats sexy. And I think this is like... <laughs> this is an amazing thing because up to now, it's only ever been women who have done that. Carol Vorderman, Rachel Riley. Mm. And suddenly, Statman Dave's here. And it's like, I think there's a real place for you. Um especially in 2023, to kind of um, 
to to make stats a sexy sexy for, for 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 women for women yeah, yes for, so I've been hearing you two guys have been talking to Babe Station to get Dave Station started because we could take this sexiness to a new level. Mm. Any updates on that? There is. This is you know we've been in touch with actual Babe Station. Um, <clears throat> they have been in touch, mm. uh, and it is a goer. And this is something that I was going to clarify with you probably off air. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's just do it now. We've got to go with so it now. Is, it, is, but, it, is, is there movement on this? Because I feel like movement. every week we go, we're going to do Dave Station. <laughs> oh, yeah, Sam, right. San Marino's Sorry, San Marino. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I have brought San Marino with me today. Yeah, by the way, we need to... I'm it has been sh- 10 minutes and she's think... just kicked off because she's heard the word Babe Station. <laughs> well, San Marino, don't worry, it's Dave Station anyway. Yeah. And mm-hmm. San Marino um, has been here two weeks in a row now. Yeah. yeah. I don't know fi- if that, that's, that's fineable, is it? Is fine? It? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I, yeah, I don't know what to say. I'm going somewhere after and... It was convenient for us both, but yeah, it's, it could be a fine. Yeah, but can you imagine Statman starts bringing his, uh, yeah. like someone he's picked up in... Uh... <laughs> it's not wives and girls, girlfriends <laughs> vibe, is it? <laughs> How would this be dealt with well, uh, at um, Liverpool? I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be happy, I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so a young farmer just turned up, you know? Why, you're and, so, and I, why are you so into nice that now? This is mental. So... So Dave comes to one young farmer's DJ and he's gig got mates now, Suddenly he? he's like, oh, I really want to get a young farmer. or so. Like, it seems to be young farmers, you think? You're... I think I found my people. You know, they're, they're a little bit crazy. They work alone a lot. I do the spreadsheets. They do the fields. Just think there's a lot of, you know, things that would work out, Chris. My only, my only issue with this Dave Station thing is what if he loses his stat man status? In what sense? Well, I'm talking about the Fancy League. Oh, right. Uh, there's a lot of people getting in touch. Mm. How is that going now, Dave? We have really chumbawambered. Oh, he's we back. have we have made some big improvements. Okay, yeah, we need we need to reset a couple of things here. So, if you're new to the podcast, um, yes, we want to do Dave Station. The idea of that is exactly what you're imagining. It's Babe Station, as you know, on TV, except Statman's on a Shea Lounge, and he's just reeling off football stats. Which is um, one of our better ideas. San Marino I'm... shaking her head. <laughs> like, Would you choose into that? <laughs> no, okay. Well, it's <laughs> and um, so 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 that's one plan. And Peter's saying that there are discussions. Um, so hopefully we can get that done. Yeah, it's all it's all it's all above board. It's all happening. But my worry is if he doesn't, if he doesn't where, finish top, what, what do we say? Top hundred thousand yeah, of fantasy 000. football. You're going to lose the Statman part of your name and just be known as Dave. Potentially. <laughs> On this podcast, yes. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I'm glad that's cleared up. But you see, it's going well. I mean, where it are is, you in the league now? It is going well. I've, I think I've climbed around 3,500,000 places. So we've made some big progress. End of the season is going to be big. Uh, I'm going to have to take some big gambles, I think. Where are, you, where are you now, though? Currently around 500,000. Oh, within range it's tight. but the problem is I think you've jumped a lot because it gets to this bit of the season so many people can't be asked with it anymore so they drop out whereas oh. the top 500,000 are probably all people that really really love it keen as mustard yeah so I've got to beat the, the fellow nerds but I yeah. think obviously you know I'm social as well as being a nerd I think that's going to be good for me but it's not about you winning Dave you need you need several hundred thousand people to lose it's more that, isn't it? You're Arsenal in this situation at the moment. Or Jose you're relying Mourinho. On a, you're relying on My the issue loss. is it's not yeah. in his hands. It's not in your hands, Dave. Just got to take it on. Got to and try if... as hard as I can to, to do it. The analysis, the spreadsheets, they've been out. I've had sleepless nights over it. I had a dream about two, three weeks ago about fantasy football. That's how bad it's getting. Yeah. I'm taking this very, very seriously. 
and hopefully the you know the listeners to the podcast Ooh. can respect my effort. Okay. Well, I've yeah. also, also just to change the subject quickly. I've had a quick. I've had my first um, walker. Sorry. I've had my first walk. Someone walked past me quickly, oh, and I noticed yeah. it, and I wasn't sure. I didn't look back, so I thought, I'm not sure about this, but. I thought I'll, I'll, I'll take it on anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. so I walked past, and sure enough, he was trying to walk past me. He was, he was trying to walk past me. Did you have fun. him in the peripheral? Yeah, I had him, but I destroyed him. Yeah, my stride took over, and my I felt like he fatigued. It was quite a long straight road. Um, it was in central London, but it was a big long road. Yeah, well uh, it was quite a busy road, so I did have to. You know, there was a couple of red men I went through. <laughs> Was there a clear? Which I wouldn't advise. Was there, wouldn't a, advise. was there a clear finish line with it, or did at some point? I quite like the idea that if you get into a race with someone else on the pavement, which is what this is all about, um, one of you has to concede. So you keep going until one of you changes direction, and then you just work out like, whoever was ahead, what or one has to put their hand up and concede. You know that one where? Do you remember when Mike Dean like he, he pointed and then went right? Or he went, you know, at Spurs, yeah. he went like that. He, he like, as if he was celebrating. So I just peeled off to the right and went, and, <laughs> and, and Cheeky looked back. He knew. He knew. <laughs> he knew. What about like horse racing where we use lengths to, to do that, where we do crouchies as the length. So if you get like five crouchies ahead of the opposition, that's a win. Yeah. I was about five crouchies ahead of him. Do you know, I saw this great thing on... I don't on know, the... seriously, he was taking it. <laughs> I, I, I saw um, so this great thing on YouTube a while ago. I think it was done by Hamish and Andy, who are brilliant. And what they do is they attach balloons to two random people out on the streets, like big old balloons, and then watch from a distance as they race down the high street. So one's got like a red balloon, one's got a blue balloon, and they're racing two random strangers uh, down, down the street. It's genius, right? I think potentially this is what we could do with you. So we take you out to a busy road... We watch from the top of the pub here, and we and you've just got to start like giving someone the eyes that you're gonna like walk past them, you know, try and bait them a little bit, um, or and this would be a bit cruel, but it would be funny. You you turn around and let someone see that it's you, and as they come running for a photo, then you then you take <laughs> off, go, and we see if they're willing to. How's that gonna work if they start running? <laughs> so I mean, is it, is it an expulsion? Immediate expulsion? I think if it's if it's running, you just have to say no, no, no. Walk it. You can have a photo if you get me on the walk. <laughs> Would that make it more fun for you? Because you do get stopped a lot, right? Would it be more fun for you if there was an element of sport involved? Like they have to chase you a little bit. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. If you listen to this podcast and I walk off, I'm not being rude. Yeah, it's a game. If you catch me. If you catch me, it's a photo. It's a photo, yeah. <laughs> Great. Well, this is what this episode is all about today. I feel like we're going to mop up uh, quite a few things that are ongoing that we've started talking about this uh, series or season of episodes. Um, but also, we're we're pretty much at the um, the end of, of this football season as well. Yeah, we are. And do you know what? Um, something actually just to, just to mop up as well on that theme. Um, do you remember we said about Jose Enrique's shoes? Yes. And uh, he said he would have a night out in Jose Enrique's shoes. I've managed to get in touch with Jose Enrique, but it, it, genuinely, I reached out just before this podcast and I thought, I'll see if he goes for this, right? I've just seen here, Jose Enrique has sent me a voice note one minute long. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we're going to do this now. This is live. I, I don't know what he said on it. 
But this is confirmation whether the shoes are his or not. This all started with a message from Kieran, uh, who contacted the podcast saying uh, that he'd acquired some silver Gucci shoes and uh, he believed that they belonged to Jose Enrique. Yeah. Which is amazing, right? And uh, we wanted to get that validated because the plan is we thought one of you could then win these shoes and enjoy a night out and you'd live in the uh, a night out as, as Jose Enrique. A night out as Jose Enrique in his shoes, but we're just confirming. I've asked Jose Enrique to confirm is if, this, if these shoes are real and they are his. Let's see what he has to say. Hi, Peter. How are you, mate? Hope you're well. Yeah, don't worry. You can message me anytime. Actually, watching your podcast with your wife and your podcast as well. So it's nice to talk to you, mate. I hope you you well and your family as well. Uh, actually, don't. I think, to be honest with you, I've been laughing at this suit because I've been contacting my wife as well. And I actually sent it to my friends, you know, and see if they remember because it can be, it can be. I'm not saying it's not true. It can be actually wearing this. To be honest, now, I don't know why the fuck I was wearing this. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, you know, but it can be, it can be, you know. So obviously, let me let me check out with my with my friends. I actually send it to my six my friends that we have a group, and I ask them just in case they remember because I don't remember properly, but I actually believe it could be true. You know, but I can't confirm 100%. <laughs> wow. So, he's amazing. <laughs> Can we just talk about him first? What a legend. What a man. What a message that is. I wasn't aware he was such a character. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In all honesty, I never played with him, but all the lads that played with him all said that, you know, what a top man. So, I really appreciate, Jose Enrique, if you're listening, I really appreciate the message back. Hopefully he gets a message from his friends confirming or denying. Mm. But at the moment, we are still unsure, but it's very likely. We're unsure, but I think even if he has a high percentage of probability, like that would do for us. Yeah. I think, I think that he's, I think the problem is he's looking back at them and going, as he, in his words, what the fuck? Mm. Mm. Um, that doesn't mean it wasn't his. I'd say 85% chance they're his shoes. Right. By the tone of his voice, Dave's, how he was speaking. The stats are 85%. Yeah. Jose Enrique. You take our word for it, you know. You can, like, you can have a night out as Jose Enrique. You're behind, behind the velvet rope. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's, I'd take that as confirmation. Yeah. Uh, they're his shoes. Um, and remember, what we want to hear from you is whether or not, where, you, where do you want to go on a night out as Jose Enrique? You can wear the shoes, you'll get behind the velvet rope and you'll have the AFC Richmond shirt on and you'll have the night of your life. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we asked that on the last podcast. I think, should we decide on the next one? We've got quite a bit to get through today. So should we roll it into next week? We'll Make a decision next on week. that one. Yeah, definitely. Nice. We'll get your entries in. So lads, the, the, this podcast is the basically the season review. This is um, you know coming out the three days before the end of the season. Um, and what a season it's been. Uh, plenty of Chumbawambas. <laughs> yeah. Um, lots of backstrongers. Some people falling away. You know, some incredible players. Mm. Um, some shithouses. Pancaking. All sorts of stuff. And it's it's happened across, I mean, the great thing is across uh, all football leagues, uh, there's so many different stories we can talk about. Uh, I, I don't know how you boys want to do, do this or tackle the beast of this football season. Well, should, we, should we go through a few topics? And then I think... We did this before, didn't we? I think we should look to do an end of season awards maybe in the next couple of weeks. Get into the Samrat and uh, and, and actually get some awards made and get some guest speakers, that kind of thing. Should we suggest some nominees for the Pancake of the Year, some the shit house of the Year, those types of things? And if the listeners want to get in touch, they can either 
tweet us yeah. or email that Peter Crouch podcast yeah. at com. Yeah, we can do it all formally another time. Um, but get involved with uh, anything you think should be like a nomination category or, or a person... Uh, or footballer or football team that should be nominated. Mm. Should we start with Chumbawambas then? There's been a few this season, hasn't there? Well, yeah. I mean, let me let me start with Burnley, right? Burnley in the Championship. Um, you know, they lost they lost Dyche, Cornane, Collins, Veghorst, Tarkovsky, me, um, Vincent Company come in, sort of, you know, untried and untested in this country. You know, obviously had management experience elsewhere, but then to come up with games to spare and to play the football that they did. Um, the recruitment. Uh, good to see Craig Bellamy back in football. I thought that was a that was a big back stronger. Totally agree. And something not really talked about with that team, uh, which is their shirt sponsor, Classic Football Shirts. Who uh, I, I, this is going to sound like an advert? It really isn't. I fucking love that that those guys. Mm. And how awesome is it that the one season that they come and get involved? Um, and you, you've done stuff with them. I have. I've worked with them before. You know, I was a big fan of soccer scene back in the day in Carnaby Street. I used to go up there when I was a kid. My dad, every birthday, my dad would take me up there and get them because you could get random shirts. And that is what mm. I think these boys now at the classic football, that's what they're doing, you know? And I've been in there. So it's in Shoreditch, isn't it? The, 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 There's one in Shoreditch. It's in Manchester. In Manchester it's based in, in Manchester. Manchester and But um, the reason I say it, it's just quite cool seeing a team go up that's got a sponsor that just has a bit more about them, you know? And it isn't just a gambling sponsor or a um, crypto sort of thing. It was, I don't know, just a, it was quite nice to see. No, for sure. I think it, it's it's someone that loves, you know, it's a company that loves football. I've seen some of their stuff in Manchester. They've got like 1917 USSR shirts that are just absolutely amazing. Oh, Dynamo yeah. Dresden from the 60s. It yeah. should be an advert, this. So it should be fucking should paying be really, for this, but, shouldn't they? You know, we'll, 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 we'll all be in their shirts next, yeah. next podcast. <laughs> we'll each be in one. <laughs> no, but he's got some Belton shirts. That's that's true. But no, but no chumber one for for Watford. This no chumber one for Watford. I think Burnley um, are everything I wish Watford could be really? right now. Which is a shame because there are some teams that I see in that league or teams that get promoted to the Premier League, and I just think, oh god, it doesn't feel that long ago we were very similar in the Championship or often compared, and then they just seem to get their house in order and be able to do exactly what I wish. Uh, Watford would do as a Watford fan um, but yeah for me on a personal level very disappointing season with Watford uh, I kind of expected that they would go down to and, and then sort of had the quality to be able to go back up loads of manager changes yet again at the time of recording uh, Chris Wilde has gone um, and we've now got a new lad I can't even remember what it's called yes great great I mean <laughs> As I say, at the time recording, he's still the manager. Mm. It just makes no pretty, sense, really, does it? Ruthless, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Like you got Rob Edwards, you got Chris Wilder, two managers that are brilliant. Well, that broke gone. my heart. That's the thing with Rob Edwards, and I know we've discussed it because uh, I did parch him at the Elton John. I think, it's, I think, in all honesty, it's probably what you get for, for parching him so, so aggressively. But then he goes to Luton, goes to the Derby team, and they're flying. Flying. So yeah. Luton is, is a bad one. They could potentially get in the Premier League. Mm. And, I, you know, having been in their change room, it's fucking insane to think that Kenilworth Road would be in the Premier League. Can you imagine when what the fans... Well, that's what everyone keeps saying. They put up pictures of the housing, uh, like the, the terrace housing around it. And it's like, this is the entrance into the ground for the fans. That, that Through that little tunnel. Right, I think it's... Fucking, that's exactly what the Premier League it's, needs. It's actually, actually <laughs> it's such a like success story, like yeah. for a club like that to have a, have a chart. If I'd love them to do it, yeah. I mean, just like I mean, I've played. I went there with Liverpool, 
And obviously, I've played there like, you know, when I was in the in similar league, you know, so I've been it on, on both sides of the camp. Um, but it would be it would be interesting seeing. It's seeing so hard for me there. because obviously, because they're the Derby team, it's 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 a weird one. Like, occasionally, I go on a night out in St. Albans, which is feels like there's a lot of Luton fans on the, on that night out and a lot of Watford fans. So you you go and meet a few people and it's mad the amount of abuse I will get from the Luton fans. Really? But and then I spend the whole time with a couple of beers going, yeah, I've just got to really respect what you've done as a club. Yeah. And it's like, it's hard to talk positively about a derby team and I'll probably get a load of heat for this. And this isn't a Luton parching or anything like that. But you've got to be impressed with what they've done there and gone on to do. We did beat them 4-0 earlier in the season, but yeah. it's hard to hang that over them now, isn't it? <laughs> one, of, one of my favourite things about that rivalry is when we were in the old pub and there was that uh, little sticker of Elton John pissing on, on Luton. Yeah, shit, Luton. It was shirt. shitting on Luton, shitting I on think. Luton, yeah. yeah, just to be factually correct. That was a good, it was a good pub. Like, it was good. I, I've noticed the stickers are around as well. Oh, we noticed we've that. got They're to talk everywhere. about this, yeah. There's one in, uh, what was it? It was a foreign... Um, it was on stadium. the Eurostar. On the Eurostar. Yeah, that Peter Crouch podcast sticker, which we've never made. We've never made, but we've said we, we're going to look into that because uh, I think if people do want to stick them around, and I suppose we shouldn't be encouraging it, although Pete, you will, um, it would be good to provide people with it. But people seem to be making their own, which is I, great. I think it's incredible because it's the new branding as well. Mm. So whoever stuck that sticker, they deserve even more credit. Yeah. The back stronger, the new colours, it's sensational work. I don't know work. how they've done it. But sticking on the Chumbawamba theme, Marcus Rashford. Mm. Must have some stats on him here, Dave, have you? Yeah, so Marcus Rashford, I think, you know, one of the players in the Premier League that has Chumbawamba uh, last season uh, was, was awful for him in terms of injuries and fitness. But I tweeted something at the start of the season. This was on August the 7th. When Marcus Rashford's played over 2,000 minutes in a single Premier League season, he's registered 0.6 goals plus assists per 90. Marcus Rashford's always had this talent in a sense of the quality is there, but he just needed to be fit. And I think a lot of people wrote him off at the start. A lot of pundits were, were going for him. A lot of Manchester United fans were going for him. But I think it's shown his real quality mm. in a sense of Haaland and Mbappe, the two players in all competitions at the moment have scored more goals than him. It, it's He's involved, He's evolved as a footballer under 10 yeah, I think, was he on the verge of 30, 30 goals this season? You know, like that's that's some return, really, for a club that, you know, like they've not been... I mean, it's been much better this year, but it's still not, you know, they're still not in the... They're challenging for the title. So to get that amount of goals, um, you know, they've still got a way to go, Man United, but Rashford really has bounced back stronger. Bounce, bounce back stronger. <laughs> it's bounce back. <laughs> he has Chumper Wombards. Bounce back ability, as Ian Dow, he said so well. The, um, obviously, like with Chumper Wombering, you get knocked down, you get back up again. And I think it is fair with Rashford to say that he was getting a hammering, wasn't oh, he? He's got a lot of stick, didn't he? Yeah. But like, I don't understand. Like, he got a lot of stick for like, as if he was taking his eye off the ball, right? But, he was helping kids. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's getting a lot of grief. And you think, the fella's helped, like, loads of kids. Like, he's not taking his eye off, but he's doing a cause for good. And he's had a difficult season with injuries. And he's just proved this year that he can, he's still a top player. And he inspires. I think that's the big thing. He inspires, you know, people that, that need hope. And with his performances, with his work in the community. And it's, he's a role model. He's probably the best young role model in England, in my opinion. And I think mm. with the football side of things, there's a lot of criticism when he wasn't performing that he needs to stick to football. And it's just a load of rubbish because he's done it both this season. It's been his best season in terms of goals plus assists. I, there's nothing you can say that's bad about him. And again, mm. Crouch United have been inconsistent this season. Mm. He's been very consistent. Mm. Another player I'd like to throw out, Trent Alexander-Arnold. This new position, I think, is a Chumbawamba moment for him. Do you? Not quite there yet, but like 
it's 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 just good signs. I think there's lots of good signs in, in the Premier League since moving to that position. Top for assists, third for chances created, top for through balls, top for touches, top for possession one. Since he's moved. Since he's moved to that position, since he's playing this kind of inverted fullback role, Liverpool looks so much better. Mm. I think he deserves a lot of right. credit because, again, he was a similar player like Marcus Rashford, English, that got hammered a lot. You know, Trent Alexander-Arnold not being involved in the World Cup, uh, you know, to a bigger point was crazy in my opinion. You know, he's so, so gifted. Yeah, other nations would would build a team around him, I think, you know. Am I the only one who thinks, like, I don't understand this microscope on him. Like, I'm sure there must be stats that back up why so many people seem to criticise him. But I don't understand when this crept in because, in, and maybe it's me being a bit naive, my experience of him was, He's fucking class. He's amazing. Then all of a sudden, I'm watching him just getting hammered in commentary and stuff. I'm not saying the same as Rashford, but it's very easy to build up hype about a player being a bit shit. And I'm not totally sure he... what he, he No, 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 no. Listen, he's never, he's never been shit. He's always been a class act going forward. He's always been, you know, one of the best players in the league. One of the, like, I'd put him as a passer up there with Kevin De Bruyne. You know, not quite there, but like, like on a par almost with with his passing he's unbelievable like he can play any kind of pass with his right foot um but defensively as at right back he's he struggled i think you know he has he has given goals away um he has been you know sloppy at times defensively as have a lot of the liverpool defenders this year it's been it's the nature of being a defensive player isn't it like you're judged by more mistakes than you are at any other position it's a bit like when the targets go on a goalkeeper i always think like Shit, that's so hard to get out of when everyone starts to, I don't know, just with Trent. And obviously, I think I'm getting the impression I'm in the wrong here. I just didn't really understand where all this sort of buzz around him defensively not being that great came from. Yeah, but I think that all goes away if you play him in midfield. That's the that's yeah. the that's the issue. Like that, if you do play him in midfield, eventually I think you can play in there. You know, not in a hybrid right back no, position. Not just, actually, in just there, actually yeah. play him in yeah. there. If you think about it, right, you've played like, Harvey Elliott in there. You know, they've had uh, Cavalio in there. Yeah. They've had, you know, the players, um, you know, Curtis Jones, young players. They're all tried and untested, right? So why can't you play Trent in there and give him a go mm. and, like, actually play him in midfield and get a solid right back, you know, in? And I, like, I genuinely believe that he could be one of the best players in the Premier League um, in that position. Absolutely. I completely agree with that. I think that the role suits him down to a T. I think it's strange it's not been tried fully this season, but Jurgen will have his you know, reasons and obviously one of the best tacticians in the world. So we've got to back that. I think the Trent thing in terms of the why people turned on, I think there was a few high profile games where maybe not everyone that's watching Liverpool every week watches the game and Trent gets done by Vinicius Jr., one of the best players in world football. And then everyone goes, is actually not very good. But then that's one game or two or three games. And I feel that changes the agenda. And I think people that know football know that Trent's a sensational player. Like mm. you say in Crouch, your best passer in the Premier League would be brilliant in midfield. It's, oh. it's for, I find it for, I find it frustrating. I'm a Man United mm. fan. I find what? it frustrating that, that he gets hammered so much. Yeah, my, my, my issue is like, I, I feel like if he was Brazilian, right, he would be a fixture in the Brazil team. No, yeah. one, no one would criticise him defensively. And everyone in the Premier League would be trying to sign him. Um, I, I don't know. We have this thing in, in, in England maybe that, you know, our top players, we always want to bring down a pig or two. Yeah. Um, and I don't know why we do it. It's just something that is ingrained in us. Uh, I always remember Rafa van der Vaart saying to me, um, he couldn't understand the culture in, in England. Uh, and he was like, oh, so what, what, what do you mean? And he said, you know, you're all your best players you want to attack. And I'm like, 
when I'm thinking about it, like at the time, in, you know, in that England squad, obviously we had, you know, all the players in that England squad, it was like everyone sort of wanted to bring them down a peg or two. <laughs> he was no, like, in, I, in Holland, listen, I agree with he you. said in Holland, we, we celebrate our players and it's like if the Holland How do captain, they do that then? What is the difference? Like, how do they, when you say they celebrate the players, do they... No, they just like... Up, do they not, what, what do they do differently? Well, that's what I mean. Like, I think... Um, for instance, if you saw a the England captain on a night out, right, pissed, making mistakes, right, instead of helping him out the door and, you know, oh, he's our captain, we've got to look after him, we'll take photos and make him more pissed. <laughs> you know I mean? We'll take photos and try and beat him up or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whereas you go to uh, in America and they... They would they would go oh he's doing really well like yeah. let's what you know what you go guy you know <laughs> yeah. yeah it's like we'll all aspire for that you know what I mean? the American like, dream Look at this guy he's doing really he's doing really well we go splash bastard <laughs> smash his windows in who does he think he is <laughs> it's true uh, that's just something in our makeup you know that's what we do you know I, I think Mickey Flanagan said it about the fella with the syrup you know when he walks into the into the pub. And um, he goes, oh, have a look. He's in, he's in America. And he goes, have a look at a guy with a fist syrup. And then we'll go, what? And he goes, he's got syrup on. Like, why are we not taking a piss? And they all go, well, he's taking positive steps. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to cure his baldness. And he goes, fuck it. <laughs> if you're in England, the fellow with the syrup gets hammered. <laughs> and maybe that's not solvable and that's just the way it is. And every country's different. That's all good. Talking to Liverpool... Um, this there was this attempted chumba wumba that happened, right? And I, I don't know if we discussed it. I think it's a moment we should discuss because because you like both clubs. But when Liverpool played uh, Spurs, Richarlison had this amazing moment where he thought he'd levelled it, right? Yeah. And he goes and celebrates, gives it the big one. Um, amazing in a way. Would have been a good chumba wumba in itself that they got it back. Incredible game. Kind of summed up Liverpool season to it to a certain extent. Um, but then. A minute later, uh, Liverpool get it back. And the camera, rather than concentrating on the celebration, just went straight to Richardson. <laughs> that cameraman's a shit house. <laughs> so you've got this like attempted chumbawamba from Richardson, and you've got the sort of chumbawamba of Liverpool in that moment as well. And they have had a weird season. How did you see that? Well, I mean, there was so much going on. I mean, Klopp pulled a hamstring. Oh, he did because he <laughs> yeah. went out celebrating as well. Klopp ran over and he was he was shit housing the fourth official. Pulled a hamstring, yeah. you know, and then the camera went straight into Richarlison's face. And like, bearing in mind, three seconds earlier, he had his shirt off, you know. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, an incredible moment of shit housery all all over the game. Did Lucas Moura shit house Richarlison by giving that? Pass to Diogo Jota. Yes, potentially, but oh, that was that was horrible, wasn't it? That was horrible. There's always one of those towards the end of the season, though. It's Great slip, games, isn't it? I mean, there's so much going on. You know, so much going on. It's been a weird season. I it's think. been really weird, and I think obviously City getting this consistency now, but did feel like there was a period of time in the Premier League this season which was uh, unusual compared to most seasons, where it was just like. Anyone could be anyone. It really felt like that. Yeah, and I know I know we keep banging on about Chumbawamba's, but but you know, Arteta, mm. you know, another one, like someone who was getting so much stick last season to turn it around and turn Arsenal into title contenders, like genuine title contenders from where they were. You know, I, I, I've really enjoyed watching Arsenal this season, you know, with like Martinelli, Saka, Odegaard, you know, Jesus, like Ramsdale, friend of the pod. Like, Wait, do you so, like the song? 
Well, I don't think I, don't, I don't go to many Arsenal London games. London forever. Pardon? You know, you don't know the <laughs> <laughs> I got it. So they play this before every game. Do you know what? I wanted to hate it. It's, it's a tricky one it's for you. It's quite good. Yeah, it is quite good. Because you know what? Like, it's easy to sit and say, yeah, it's not, you know, it's, mm. it's not You'll Never Walk Alone, you know what I mean? But mm. it is actually a good song. And, and I have, a, I actually have a huge respect for Arsenal. Mm. Um, I, I just think the history the history of Arsenal is is big. Um, you know, Highbury was incredible. Like, you think about some of the old teams and the old players. Like, I'm, talking, I'm going way back to, like, you know, Liam Brady's era. Um, then to George Graham's kind of 1-0 to the Arsenal like Tony Adams well, you, you took me there right at the beginning of the season do you remember we went to the old Highbury mm. which is now Flats mm. um, didn't break in we should say but we uh, well the fella buzzed open and we just followed him we in we snuck in yeah. and uh, you wanted to take me to the tunnel which is now like just goes out to the garden just goes out to the garden I can't believe it's still there yeah, and you were showing me what it's like because you were saying it's exactly the same. It is the tunnel. Really like, tight tunnel. Where those arguments would happen or those and those moments and then you step out into what is now a garden and it, it was the stadium. And that was that was a really special moment beginning of the season for me. Um, it was as an Aaron Ramsdale, wasn't Aaron it? Ramsdale, yeah. Um, but that's the thing is like you look at the identity Arsenal has built up, that song included. Mm. And it has been a special season for them, obviously performance-wise, but I think it's, more exciting than that is the kind of the culture uh, that now exists there. It's a lot yeah. more positive. Yeah, I, I mean, I think like you'll want sort of, I think you want a team like Arsenal back. They always had a good, and like I grew up sort of like hating them, but you have to, you have to respect them as a club. So I wanted to hate that song and I wanted to say I was plastic flags, but you got to remember Arsenal got, I've actually got a fantastic history. I think they've changed it well because there was a l big period of Arsenal fans being really toxic that was kind of, Birthed out of the fan sort of channel era, the Arsenal of, fan TV, YouTube, and I think that is very difficult to get out of because if a lot of people watch content that's negative about your football club, you're going to go to the game thinking feeling negative. I think the song's good. I think the performances are good. I think what the, there's a new fan group that's set up that looks like they've built the atmosphere a little bit more at Arsenal. But more importantly, they've got a team of young players. You know, they've got the youngest average team in the Premier League with Southampton. Where can they go, Grouchy? Well, I, I always liked Arteta. Like, he did his coaching badges in Wales, believe it or not, when uh, he was the year before me. And, um, you know, everyone spoke very highly of him. And I know he goes back and I think, um, you know, he's, he's worked with a lot of those um, assessors and the, the, the people that work on the badges out there. They're, they're actually really, really knowledgeable uh, group of people. And I know he goes back and I think he gives talks and things like that. And I think everyone spoke really, really highly of him. So like when I saw him sort of getting a bit of grief last year, I was, I was always sort of in his camp thinking, saying, you know what? No, I think they should stick with him. I think he's, you know, I, I genuinely um, thought, that he would come good and um, and he has and you know yeah. you don't always get them right you know what I mean most of them um, you don't but he, with him I just I, there was always something there I thought you know he knows what he's doing and um, and his signings have been spot on you know the recruitment's been good um, credit to Arsenal as a as a club for sticking by him because plenty we've seen it before you know what Watford would have got rid of him they've had five <laughs> managers by now so to stick with him has been great um, and to see the rise obviously you know as a as a you know ex Tottenham player, it's not it's not ideal, but 
um, for Arsenal, it's been it's been great. Can I ask you just on that then, just looking for positive uh, <laughs> solutions with Watford, and feel free to email them in as well. What do Watford need to do? to kind of regain an identity and go again for the Premier League? The thing is, it's like, you can't say it's not worked previously, like, because they, they, it's been good teams recently, you know, there's been, you've been in the Premier League and Chelsea did it and won everything, you know, uh, where they, they were, you know, if you were shit for a little bit, you were out, bang, it was ruthless. Um, so there is, there is a case for, for being like that. It's not something that, if I'm a Watford fan, I'd, I wouldn't feel comfortable with it. I think you want to, you want to feel like, you're part of, you know, a team and a, and something progressing in the right in the right way in the right direction. You know, to constantly, I mean, it, it, it's laughable. Like, a lot of other people in football are like, "What are they doing?" And I think the problem is, it's like you let some good managers slip through the net. If you're, it's a bit like speed dating. Mm. Look, none of us would do well in just three minutes, no, would no, we? No. But if someone gave us a chance, we have to have, ask San Marino. I'm saying <laughs> San Marino. <laughs> So, you know, done okay in three minutes that's a few times. <laughs> I think Watford need to um, potentially just al uh, allow themselves to be with a manager for slightly longer. I've got a stat for you, Dave. Oh, uh, uh, hello. Uh, this is something that um, I've, I've just researched. Myself. Yeah, yeah. R respect. Uh, uh, Man City v Spurs is the quickest comeback of the Premier League this season. Spurs scored in the 44th and the 45th plus two to go 2 up at the Etihad in the 53rd minute. If you had Chumbawamba playing in the second half when you kicked off, you wouldn't have been able to play it all the way through twice before City had equalised. That is absolutely incredible. Big mm. start, isn't it? That's mm. good. Do you think there's a case uh, for another Chumbawamba sh uh, shout this season being Pep? Because everyone just expects this, like, you know, uh, finishing first, all competitions up for grabs. But, you know, there was a point in this season where... It, you. You know, Arsenal were ahead and as much as, okay, Arsenal had a, a run of games where, you know, they lost that lead, Pep has managed to get it back and be consistent and, and get out ahead. Yeah. Um, is Pep allowed to Chumbawamba or is it just expected that he should I mean, his, be? His uh, Chumbawamba's of such a high standard, you know. Like it's, you know, Some people don't, you don't, you don't win a league in your whole career, you know. It's just mm. expected every year, you know. It's like so... So consistent, but got to reserve judgment because they could be the best team of all time. We were talking about Liverpool last year winning the quadruple, right? Um, it, you know, they were close to, to winning everything. Uh, and then they, they fall short in the league, obviously in the Champions League as well. Um, with City, I, the one that they can't get, obviously, is the Champions League. And if they get that, I mean, it, it's job done, isn't it? I think he's, he's won the lot. That's the measure. That is the measure of the team right now. So... If he, if he, they do do that, it is a great Chumbawamba. If they don't, it's a failure. Oh, it's a big shout yeah. It's a failure. Fa Dave. Failure is a harsh word. Failure. You know, you got <laughs> you got Erling Haaland that scored over fifty goals. You know, you're a failure, right? That it's means you're calling. It's nag with him over the You're calling summer. Peter a failure indirectly. No, no, because it's not. It's it's the, worse. it's the <laughs> it's the resource of having Erling Haaland, as Crouchy said previously, is basically ruined strikers records right he's just ruined everything for everybody yeah but i don't think i don't think signing a player should be a slight on a manager like it should be a celebration you know what i mean if you sign a player of that caliber you can't then go well they had him and they didn't win it they've signed him and he's done amazing so it's a success it's a success isn't it it's like they have been incredible and they are incredible no matter even if they don't win the champions league they've still had an amazing season but 
that is still going to take them if they don't win it. I mean, it's <laughs> a bit failure, Crouchy, pretty much. But, but what about Erling Haaland? By March, he'd scored six hat-tricks in all competitions, which is more than every other player in the Premier League combined. Salah, Tony, Son, Phil Foden and Trossard. How good is he? What could he improve? Where do you think he's going to go? I don't know how he can improve. I don't know how... you Surely you can't beat those numbers again. As long as he continues to do the same things, then I yeah. think he's he's going to smash every record that we've ever had in any in any league, you know, in any competition. It looks it looks that good. So I think one thing that you'd look at versus a traditional pep striker, they get on the ball, they turn, they feed, they move the ball on. That's something that Haaland doesn't do yet. We're starting to see that, to be honest, at the back end of the season. In terms of the percentage of touches he has for Manchester City this season, it's 3.3, which is the lowest for any outfielder in the Premier League. Well, 3.3 per game. 3.3 is the percent of touches he's had of Manchester City's total touches over the season. Oh, sorry. Versus... Oh, fucking hell. Three point three game would be, if you had yeah, three would be insane. But he's got, he's got the best in, in Premier League history. He's got the best goals to touches record. My point is, could he be more involved? You know, you were a great striker. Oh, could he brilliant. do better? Is what could you're he do saying. better? Shit, is Pep a failure? That. I haven't thought of that. No, is I'm Pep not. actually getting the best out of him? I'd say so, yeah. <laughs> no, but Dave's right. Like, <laughs> we, we're room, all, room, everyone's room. so busy rimming him that they're not thinking, like, is this, is he actually at his best? Is no. he, no, he's Dave's he's un- saying no. Dave said he's underperforming. He, he could. It, <laughs> Dave's saying he's underperforming. He could be I, far more complete. Is my point. Wow. I saw a stat. I saw a stat recently. Like in every other in the last four seasons, right? Harry Kane's got so far under the radar this season, right? <laughs> like we talk about Harry Kane. Nobody's every, asked. Like, he, needs, he needs a big old chumble one right. this season. I think. <laughs> yeah, but what I'm saying in the last four seasons, Harry Kane's total amount of goals that he's got this year would have won the Golden Boot. Yeah. For the last four years. So we'd be sitting here going, how good is Harry? You know, look, yeah. like for obviously that this Haaland has just blown him out of the water this year. Yeah. Um, but you think about the team that Harry Kane's in and also the assists and what he creates as well. What if he'd gone to City? That's the other thing. Beginning of this season, he could have gone there, right? Yeah. I think that was, he's that was beginning of this season, wasn't it? That was, was it the one before? That was last season. Was it one before? But I think he scores a similar amount of goals. Both brilliant centre forwards in that City team that creates so much with Kevin De Bruyne and with the rest of them. Like, surely. No, 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 I, I do, I do. Statman Dave, when will Haaland peak? Haaland will peak at around 27, 28, when he fully fills out into his body. His touch has been worked on by Pep Guardiola for a number of years. He's now moved to Real Madrid, and Zinedine Zidane is back as, man- back as manager after having a hiatus of about, about this, 10 you? years. He'll be back. This. It's a wet dream. And then this is where Haaland peaks with Kylian Mbappe up front in a 4-4-2 diamond. <laughs> Have you had a wet dream over that? Yes, you know, I was talking fantasy football. You know, there's also been other things. <laughs> I'm so precise. What it? a pervert. <laughs> what a stat pervert you are. <laughs> right. We- Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
spent ages talking about Chumbawambas. This is why I think we're going to need a proper awards do where we can do yeah, this Yeah, it'd be good. I'll just go down to Samrat and have an awards do. Bit know? of a brainstorm. I like, I like doing that. We haven't done that for ages either. We should talk about some of the shithousery that we've seen this season. Obviously a massive phrase on this podcast. Um, let's kick things off. We've been talking about Harlan. Let's start with his dad. I'd love to get him on the podcast. I bet he's a fascinating bloke. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, has had some wonderful displays of shithousery throughout the season. I think largely because he's just enjoying himself and his son's Ooh. smashing it. Uh, where was he? It was Real Madrid, wasn't it? Real Madrid. Was... I mean, like, well, it was a, there, was a, there was a report that he was throwing peanuts at the Real Madrid fans and singing songs at them. I saw the video of him being carted off. I didn't see the peanuts thing, but he was waving at them. Yeah, but I think he's come out and said that it was... It was good-natured, okay. you know, and then when City scored, it became less good-natured. <laughs> um, and then he was escorted out because it was causing trouble. But, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it was, it was definitely shit-housing. You've got a picture of him here, freeze-frame, uh, cupping the ear. I think this is after the goal, Crouchy. Mm. That is top shit-housery. Yeah, that is. Uh, he's doing it from, you know, that was where, that's, that's the kind of thing you'd experience if you're on a Jose Enrique night out, behind the, <laughs> behind the velvet rope. You know, he's, yeah. got the, he's got the glass in front of him. You know, if you were Jose Enrique for a night, that's what you'd experience, you know, like that. You could you could shit house people from the safety of your yeah. velvet rope. Um there's there's been a few examples of kind of professional shit house, we should say. So in uh, like footballers, football teams. We should also encourage like send in examples of shit We did this, uh, we did a shit house awards uh, one season, didn't we? Maybe last season. And it was good because it was an opportunity to reward uh, people that shithouse in their own lives as well. And we'd like to hear more of those stories. Oh, I'm a big fan of those. You know, like, uh, you know, shithousery in your own life. Like, what do you do? You know, it might perhaps your partner, you know, shithouse them. We had, we had the gardener, obviously, didn't we? Do uh, Cox in the lawn and all that. Cox in the lawn and stuff, things like that. So, yeah, let's get them in because, um, you, you know, you too could be a winner. Yeah, there's been a few good incidents. Uh, I want to take your mind right back to one of my favourites this season, which was the uh, uh, porno phone uh, situation. Ah, oh, on the BBC. The FA Cup on the BBC. Mm. Uh, just brilliant. And I would love to... <laughs> just brilliant. <laughs> I would love to meet the person that strapped the phone... Uh, it, under a chair in the studio and set off loud poor noises yeah. whilst uh, they were trying to talk. Well, perhaps, I, 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 although we don't condone it, perhaps we could speak to this. This I, I saw footage of them watching it happen and they were ringing the phone yeah. like, consistently. I, I was just trying to in that studio. Like, how, how, do I, how would I react to that? I don't know if I could just keep that in. It would be very funny. <laughs> yeah, how would you have dealt with it, Pete? Like, well, you know that very, that very noise, right? You know the noise. And everyone knows it. Um, I have an impression of it. No, I can't. No, I can't. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, I got done. I was at the uh, gym once, and I remember sitting there, and I was waiting for uh, might have been Ab to come out, and I got, I just on my phone, and I got done with it, and the whole reception heard it. Did you get done with the old uh, breaking news? It's like, yeah, make it look like a, a transfer. That's just yeah, happened. one of those, and then obviously it was like turn it up. You need to hear it. <laughs> so I got, I got fully done with it. And uh, oh, obviously the whole reception's turned around. And to be fair, the girl reception was like, we've all been done with it. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. It feels, it feels like it should be embarrassing, but everyone, everyone, everyone knows. knows, now. Everyone what, knows yeah. What yeah, yeah, yeah. I think maybe across the globe, people would be horrified. <laughs> but here it's just like, yeah, he, he's been done. <laughs> what about some housery from some managers? We had Sam Allardyce uh, obviously returning to the Premier League. Comparing himself instantly to Pep Guardiola and Jurgen Klopp. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. 
Massive from him. Huge fan. Huge fan of that kind of shithousery. You know, Big Sam's not been in the game for, for long. You know, I always remember the Sam Aladici comment. You know, it was a, that was a great shout. You know, if he was, if he was called Sam Aladici, he'd be uh, regarded as one of the top managers. Um, and the same, comparing him to, himself to Klopp and Guardiola, it's just shithousery of the finest. And yeah. you've got to respect it. Got a few examples here. I've got some players and I've got some fans. Do you want to start with the fan? Yeah. This is a great moment. Um, so this happened in the Bristol City um, versus QPR game. So you can see here, Crouchy, the Bristol City fans have just dropped their flag. It's going to get retrieved by the QPR fan, and he does... Oh, superb. Is this in front? Oh, we've got a top up a tier. Yeah, so a bit of stamping, some, some dancing, some more stamping, you know, eye contact as well, which is impressive. Copping the ears. <laughs> have you seen this? No, this is absolutely incredible. <laughs> to be fair, this is unbelievable. He's rubbing it on his arms. <laughs> This guy. Who's this man? Can we get him to the awards? Oh, yeah. Unbelievable scenes. Oh, he's not going to get arrested. No. I don't think they can arrest him for that. I think it's no, a she gen- hasn't. No, she's not arresting him. I think it's a it's general, all like, come it's on. A, it's all good. Come on, time. In all honesty, I think even the Bristol City fans have enjoyed that. Yeah, it was a good show. Really good show. Uh, moving on it's to... A really good show. Yeah. Right, so I'm, I'm thinking, like of a team of the season but you know it's not, it's not going to be we can always pick a, everyone's going to pick a team of the season right and you'll see them everywhere no interest in that I'm talking about team of the season like players that you'd actually like to be in a dressing room with and like the whole thing is like would you like to go for a beer with him you know is he a good player um, are they good around the place that could, just the unofficial one I'm thinking I'm thinking like Saka Declan Rice Jack Grealish. What, are you doing it as a Aaron team Ramsdale. or are you doing it as a you know I mean? But are you doing 11 individuals or are you trying to form a team? So you, as in I'm you have a couple of sensibles, a couple of, do you see what I mean? I'm going like, to need a parched in there. I'd have Odegaard be in there yeah. as a parched. El Parcho. You know, I've got Parcho. There's certain players that I would pick in, in my 11. I'd like to go through that. And I'd, I'd start with, obviously, you know, Ramsdale in goal, um, Grealish, Saka, Odegaard parched, you know, potentially Haaland as well. I think he'd be a good lad. Well, why don't you think about this? We'll bring this up in the next podcast. Like, give it some real thought. Some of the positions write themselves. You're right. Ramsdale's yeah. got to be in goal. Well, Ramsdale's oh, in the you know, front of the pod. 100%. Well, let's get into a few messages. Mm. Always good. Uh, this is from Vinny. He says, hi, guys. I'm a lifelong Tottenham fan. Uh, my missus family are all Arsenal fans. We named, named our sons Luca, Peter and Sonny. Um, Sonny, I imagine. Uh, and I love reminding her family who they're named after. Luca Modric, Peter Crouch and, and Home and Son, yeah. Do, do you think that person has helped name the kids but has never really revealed or didn't reveal at the time exactly why they were being named that? I think it's, it's great. I mean, I, I, I mean, not many people are called Peter these days. Mm. So I feel, I feel very honoured. Yeah, but if the Mrs. family are all Arsenal fans, that's unbelievable shithousery from him. And she hasn't noticed and nor's any of her family. But then you wouldn't question it because if the first one, if the firstborn's Luca, you just think, oh, it's a nice yeah, name. Nice name. Peter is generic question marks. enough. Those question marks. I think <laughs> Peter's a bit like, why? So, so she goes, so any names you're thinking of? Peter. And you'd have to then question a little bit maybe. But Peter's still generic enough, you could say. I don't know. Like, how, how long do you have to leave it before you reveal it to the family? Is it, are we talking like two, three years before you drop that bombshell? Well, he says here, I love, I love reminding her family who they're named after. So he's, prob- <laughs> he's probably housed it until they're about three. Yeah. <laughs> At least so. three. Imagine how fuming they must be. When the name's really bed in. 
That's clever. Uh, it's very yeah. clever. It's a long game, but it's clever. Mm. Crouchy got a message from Jamie here. Uh, wants to know what's happened to the Laut. Can't get hold of them anywhere. Right. This is an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah, it but, is. It is because what they've said now, Brewdog, is that there's a few Carl's supermarkets that aren't buying it. And their <laughs> gift. Which, to by our... the way, hang on a minute. That's a mad thing to say. So, yeah, the, the Laut. Um, we were adamant will become the greatest drink of all time. It will become the new... Um, I thought I was going to be like the new Arthur Guinness. Yeah. <laughs> that was the plan. Um, sadly, the Carls at the supermarkets don't seem to want it for whatever to, reason. Yeah, for whatever reason, you know, like, um, you know, but, but, but in transition for that, in, uh, for, for, for goodwill, if you like, the people at Brewdog said we can use their boozer and we can record in there rather than let's be honest the toilets have become a problem here and you know i feel like we can go there and and they said they'd give us a load of beers and we can record there yeah so we're trying to work out what we can do next because obviously the low was a lot of fun um and it was great seeing all the social of people enjoying laouts and all of that. Um, we had a good time with it. Sadly, supermarkets don't seem to be uh, going for it. Quite Apparently, long. it's not taken off as qu quickly as I anticipated. If you are one of the Carls at the supermarkets that is saying no to laout, give your head a wobble. Um, so that's where we're up to, Jamie. And uh, hopefully it answers that one. Basically... Um, I'd like to say it's been slow progress. There's been no progress, but there might be opportunities in other areas. Yeah. I've got a message from Andy here. It says, could a team sub a goalkeeper on for an outfield player before the end of extra time and then rotate keepers for the penalties they face? Could be goalkeeping shithousery at its finest. Technically, they have made their sub before the final whistle. Rather than the keeper not knowing who is taking the penalty until they walk up, what if the taker doesn't know who they're facing until they place the ball on the spot? Maybe something Statman Dave can look into as the official rules. So, do you know the rules on this? I've looked into it. I believe you cannot do that, apart from if you can change a goalkeeper in a penalty shootout if the keeper becomes injured. But you could fake that. You may be able to, first goalkeeper goes down injured, second one comes down injured, then you have to bring the first one back, oh yeah, he's all right. And then you could continue to do that, but you've got to be feigning it well. It's got to be hamstrings, <laughs> calves. The I've other thing, it, I've it, never seen that. I've never seen a goalkeeper get subbed in that instance. So, so if he's injured, you could, you could genuinely, so during a shootout, yeah. he could go down, we could get treated, and you could sub the keeper on. So you, you have to make the sub before the final whistle. But if your goalkeeper went down injured, you could then bring him in, be injured. What I would be proposing, in some games, you can have two sub goalkeepers. Sometimes if you bring both of them on in the last minute of the game, then you have three keepers. First keeper goes for the first two, second keeper saves the, the second two, and the last keeper that gets brought on. Last penalty. What, am I missing the benefit of having more goalkeepers in a penalty shootout? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just thinking if I'm the penalty taker, right? My head is frazzled. <laughs> <laughs> right, I've seen, Maybe that's enough. I, I, yeah, that's what I mean. I've seen three different goalkeepers. I've seen two goalkeepers before my next penalty save <laughs> a penalty. And then there's another one. Yeah. Right, I, I can't be honest with you. I think I'm missing that. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one here. I don't know if it's distasteful or not, but um, I'm not going to lie, it tickled me. So I'm going to say anyway. Um, at the firm where I used to work, we had two electricians called Clive. 
One of the Clives retired and then sadly passed away soon after. This led to the remaining Clive in inheriting the nickname Alive Clive. Okay. Yeah, well, it he's just, just stating sense. facts. Yes, yes, and it's true. Like, <laughs> why are we not laughing at this? <laughs> <laughs> because I don't think anyone's sure how to. San Marino's no, no, not. No, it's very sad. Very sad. I didn't know him. Yeah. So. so I got a message from Mark. Bojan said in an interview that you were the worst DJ at Stoke, and the music was shit. Is he right? And what were the go-to tunes before a match? We were struggling, and uh, and I, I wasn't happy with the way the dressing room was going. It was a it was an onus on on Drake being the the, the artist of choice, mm -hmm. and um, I wasn't a huge fan of it. So I went the other way, and I was putting tunes on in in the dressing room that I I, I was antagonising a bit, and yeah. I do regret it a bit. But that's the way I went, and I was just putting Eagles on, Phil yeah. Collins. You had a slightly older Rod head Stewart. on it. Good songs. To call you a shit DJ, though, is a bit harsh, no, isn't that's, it? That's hurt a bit. You know, it's each to their own. It's a difficult one being a DJ at a Stoke. club. Especially Stoke, It's yeah. tricky being a DJ you know, in Stoke. Well, you know, uh, one man's, you know, Glenn Whelan is not going to enjoy what Silo Berahino wants to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> tricky one. But then I think you always said it was just the play with the most authority kind of did it. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, because I suppose was... I, was, I was quite, a, you know, an experienced player. Yeah. Um, and, and the staff loved it. <laughs> yeah. You know, the staff really enjoyed, but I was probably more... It's a bit I was, parched of you. You are going for the manager, were you? Just playing well, to the manager. I'd probably had more in common at that. I was 37 years old, and you know? I had more in common with the staff than I did the, the players I was playing with by the end. Mm. Um, you know, things move on very quickly, and I realised I was a dinosaur, and I, so I played dinosaur music. <laughs> we'll keep the... Uh... Keep the questions coming in. As always, slide into the DMs. You can email us peter.crouch at acast.com. We're going to work on this awards thing. I don't know, like, I feel like there could be a place for inviting a few listeners. Like, we've talked about doing this sort of golden ticket thing. Mm. Not loads, because we can't get many people in the Samra. I think we should look Just into one that. table. 100%. You know? Yeah, we'll have a table of, um, of a few listeners. And if you want to get involved, um, you know, email in, uh, get in touch, or go to the website. Um, because we, I think we'd love to to have a few listeners down. But if you're, yeah. unless you're a car, then you can piss off. But but main priorities, you know, we're looking for what we can do with the shoes, with um, with Enrique's shoes. You can have a night out as him and send in nominations for whatever awards you think of could be uh, good for our end of season awards. Shall I run through a few here, Chris? A few suggestions for for categories. We've got biggest shit house that's got to be in there. The most parched of this season. Most improved player will be a good one. You know, Martinelli, Rashford, Declan Rice, and then Pancaker of the year. Great. There's one name that I think might win this one. Kieran Trippier. Oh, I'm sure he would love that as well. Oh, it'd be one of his finest achievements. But anyway, San Marino, so we need to wrap this up. So, um, so we're getting the curly finger and we're off. Chumba <laughs> <laughs> Wumba, everyone. Chumba Wumba. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This episode is brought to you by a load of pricks.net. We are the experts in selling houses. Chris couldn't sell his house. What did you do, Chris? I couldn't sell my house for love nor money, Crouchy. Three different offers I had, all at the last minute, fell through. I turned around to my wife and said, what can we do to sell this house? Every estate agent is failing us. Then I told her, let's go to a load of pricks.net. But Chris, what did a load of pricks do for you? They were brilliant, Crouchy. They sold my house right away. The sign had barely gone up when a well-dressed gentleman came along and offered me twice the asking price. Chris, would you use a load of pricks again? I'd use them every time, Crouchy. Go to a load of pricks.net. They will sell your house like no other. Load of pricks, load of pricks.net.